Good evening, everyone. Happy oh, Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy New Year, everybody. Mm. <laughs> Thanks to year. each and every one of you guys that are coming in tonight for Black News Undisputed. This is our first episode of the new year, and we are so excited to have our guest, Pastor Ferrer, with us here tonight for our topic, which will be what the Bible says about mental health. <laughs> All right, great. Excellent. <laughs> super excited. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're super excited to have this conversation. Um, it's our first, you know, episode of the year, the new year, 2021. So we're super excited about this great uh, conversation that we're going to have today. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Let's see who we have on with us mm -hmm. so we can make sure we call out some of you guys' names. As you guys are coming into the live stream, go ahead and share this on your timeline. Sharing is caring. Sharing yeah. is definitely caring. And uh, this topic tonight, I believe, is really going to be good for you. It's going to be a blessing to you. And so if you want to be a blessing to someone else in this new year, you can definitely start by sharing this video so that it can be a blessing to them, too. Absolutely. That's right. Yes, but let's shout you guys out. You can even tell us where <laughs> you're from. We love to know like where you guys are all from, what cities you're in. Yes. Um, we'd love to see that. I'm from Cleveland. So <laughs> I know there's gonna be some people who are from Cleveland and from not from not from Cleveland, you know. So I would love to see where you guys are all from. Wow. Yes. Yeah, happy new year, everybody. Yes, happy new year. I'm here from Memphis. So if you are from Memphis, Tennessee, or anywhere in Tennessee, I would love for you to shout us out. Let's represent. <laughs> we got some Georgia in here. Oh, hey, Georgia. Wow. <laughs> yes. I see how many New Yorkers are on tonight. <laughs> got some New York. Got some New York in It says New York in the house. Um, Tatiana, hope that's how you pronounce your name. Hi, we made it, you guys. Isn't that exciting? We made it to a new year just to even be able to come together on this live stream. That's enough for us to get excited about. Right. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Definitely. New York. Oh, okay, from California, but currently in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Huh? That's great. Well, hey, Mississippi. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay well we're not gonna prolong this thing at all we're gonna jump right on into our hitter our heavy hitter come on now our heavy hitter topic yeah. for tonight which will be mental health i'm so excited to have pastor ferrer here with us because i'm sure that he's going to enlighten us um on what he knows and what he specializes in concerning mental health um arshana and myself we are more than happy to take your questions as we are going to ask questions that's going to give us all a little bit better understanding of how to be mentally healthy in this new year absolutely and so let's get started um with our topic for tonight again mental health one of the things that I want to kind of jump right into is, and I know this is heavy and we're just getting started, but I think it's good to start heavy. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes we hear in the Christian community or just in the community in general, um, you know, that 
people need God and a counselor. That people need God and a counselor. And I'm just curious, Pastor Ferreira and Arshana, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people um, in the certain religious circles uh, for many years, um, there was kind of a, of a, a stigma associated with counseling and therapy, um, mental therapy and counseling, um, because we have a relationship with God or because we serve God, almost like that was enough and we didn't need counseling or therapy. But, you know, we find over the years that counseling and therapy, you know, is a ministry all by itself. <laughs> and God has, yeah. I believe God has picked certain people and has anointed people to work in the field of counseling and therapy mm-hmm. to help people get through um, the issues that they're dealing with mentally, emotionally, and even also it helps spiritually as well. Um, it's interesting because when I, I, the clients that I meet many times, um, you know, the healing process is not always quick. It's not always quick. And sometimes mm-hmm. and you need somebody to help walk you through that process. And when God has took a person through something and they've gotten the proper training and they are able to, um, you know, they call by God for it, that God uses that person, that counselor or that therapist to help you walk through that process so that you won't get overwhelmed and end up in a, in a, in a bad state and also end up, you know, self-destructing. So counseling is very, very important. It's crucial. And I think people are finding out now more than ever um, how, how important it is and how imperative it is to seek counseling so that you'll be able to get the help you need um, the coping skills that you need, uh, be able to, you know, implement some action steps to really help you um, in your journal, in your journey to mental health, because mental health is very important. I agree. I agree. If, if you could do us a favor for people who may not know who you are, if you can give a little bit of your background. Um, mm-hmm. And oh, I would love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm I'm the pastor of Faith Family Church. I'm also a Christian counselor and life coach. And um I believe, my personal belief is God called me to the ministry of mental health and counseling. Um, it's more than the schooling that I was able to receive, um, but it's it's more like a calling for me. And you know, I went through a very tragic um loss. Many years ago, I, I lost a child, a two-year-old son, um, to a, a genetic um, illness. And after losing him, I started to get involved in some, you know, I was I was asked to get involved in some support groups. And I didn't really get involved in the support groups like I should. And I felt like I didn't really grieve properly. Like I didn't mm-hmm. really go through the grieving process like I should. Because I'm a Christian, I felt like I was expected just to be strong and to just, you know, deal with the loss and move forward. But I really didn't get all that I needed to kind of get through that. And from doing that, God really showed me that he was calling me to the ministry of counseling. And when I started to kind of answer that call and start to fulfill the purpose of my life, I started to get the therapy that I needed uh, from starting the process. Mm-hmm. And I found that a lot of people... Um, they just were very far into um, the importance of counseling and therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they just didn't know. It wasn't something that they purposefully, you know, didn't didn't seek out, but they just didn't know that it was even an option. They never even thought about it. And then when they started to, to really start getting involved in counseling, they started to find that 
this is helping me and God is using this to heal me. Mm-hmm. God is using this to heal me emotionally. He's using this to heal me mentally. So now um, this is a necessity for me to be a, to be to see a counselor. And it's important because it's so funny because I really need answers because some things that we go through, there's no answer. Yeah. <laughs> you can never figure out why it <laughs> happened, but you just needed to be able to talk to somebody. To vent. You, know I mean? you need to be able yeah. to vent. You need to be able to express how you feel and how it's affecting you. And yeah. that is where the therapy really is. So me being a pastor, Christian counselor, and life coach, uh, I'm, a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, and you know I've, I've done ministry for many years. But that kind of sums up, you know, what I'm really about. And that's what I've been doing for the last like 10 years now. No, that's wow. beautiful. Yes. The mental health is something that's near and dear to my heart as well. Um, I got my bachelor's, literally just graduated in, in December with my bachelor's in psychology. Um, and so, you know, mental health is something that <laughs> yeah. I've had to So I can understand. Um but yeah, I, I agree with everything that you're saying. I feel like, um, especially um, in the black community, it's really you know taboo to talk about mental health or counseling or therapy or anything like that because I think a lot of people instantly think that it is. It's like once you go to counseling, you instantly have like a mental illness or mm-hmm. you're quote unquote crazy or whatever. When in reality it is something that should be, you know, necessary in order for us to be able to grow, be healthy um, mentally and emotionally, be able to learn how to communicate with one another, figure out why we do certain things. Um, Because I'm definitely a strong believer that how we grow up, um, the things that we're taught, the things that we see, even genetics, you know, is a part of our personalities and what we think and um, how we're shaped. And so I think figuring out what happened or things that our parents have done or whatever can help us heal, you know, and heal from whatever, you know, we always, we all going through, you know, traumatic and crazy things. And so I I wonder why um, it's such a huge um, issue, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily, I don't, because I don't think it's necessarily about the, I don't think it's necessarily about whether or not as Christians, we really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I just really think that people just don't really understand, just like you said, mm-hmm. how important it is to go you know, into counseling. Mm-hmm. Because if you look in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, it, it always, ta- we always say, you know, God is our counselor. He is, you know, mm-hmm. he's there for us, you know, we're able to go to him. But when he was walking on this earth, you know, he was there for the people who were, you know, around him and, you would expect or think that um, he would allow for us, you know, to be able to have somebody here right. on earth to communicate with, you know, as well. So, right. you know, it's so Absolutely. funny you mentioned that. I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Um, it, was, it was funny you mentioned the earlier influences that we have in our childhood are very important to know because those influences dictate um, the kind of issues that we have growing up into adults. So, when we learn how to change habits, that's the main thing that we start to learn healthy habits uh, with our mental health and with our emotional health. It's really about those habits because we, 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 we are, we are exposed to so many influences growing up and we may, we may identify something as being normal 
because it's familiar, but it may not be um, healthy for us. So when we start to get different skills, coping skills, and we start to learn healthy habits, then we start to kind of undo some of those things that we've learned you know, in our childhood that we looked at it as normal because that's all we know. Like this is this was familiar to me. This is all I know. You know, this is what I've been taught. And even though that very thing could be killing you mentally, emotionally and spiritually, but learning new habits, new healthier habits and learning how to cope with certain things, learning how to communicate, um, learning how to express yourself effectively, you know, learning how not to be passive. And to be able to say, you know, you have an issue with this or that and not allowing it to build up and having explosions later on. Like these type of things are so important to learn. And once you learn those things, you start to see so much of a change in your life just from learning those those habits. So it's about kind of undoing the bad habits that we have picked up and learning how to do things a new way. And also just having a mediator. Like when you look at counseling many times with couples, it's just you just need a third party. You just need somebody that's that's not biased that can kind of just be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. some of the answers you already know them, but you just need that third person to kind of help you out for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and I think you know that mental health or our issues with mental health in the black community and the Christian community as a whole are just so deeply rooted. Right. Um, I think it even goes back to you know back during slavery and in our yeah. struggles and coming out of those different situations yeah. and facing right. those different hardships you know right. that our people had to endure um in order to just get where we are today and right. i think um with us having to deal with all of those things during that time i think we kind of developed a mindset that when we face struggles when we face different situations we just get through we just right. fight through we mm-hmm. just carry on Um, We don't really take the time to examine the toll that situations in life are taking on our minds. Mm -hmm. You know, we just have that natural fight in us, that natural, you know, we'll we'll make it, we'll get over it, we'll overcome, you know. Um, But I think the greatest way to overcome is self-care. And right. that's, you know, by making sure that you're taking care of yourself mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but then even in the same token, you know, from the Christian perspective, you know, I think there's um, also this same standard as a Christian um, where if you take a look at your mental health and say, maybe I'm not OK, maybe I need to mm-hmm. seek counseling. That right. sometimes um, people fear being it being viewed as a lack of faith. Or um, a lack of seeking God, a lack of trusting God because I'm going to a counselor. And so I think just because people um, don't want to face that controversial idea, um, they say, well, you know, I'm just going to trust in God. And, you know, I'm just going to push on and pray on. And they end up neglecting their mental Mm -hmm. health. Right. That's sad because many people feel that because certain things in their life are so hurtful. They, they almost deny that it even exists. Yeah. Like they live in a state of denial and they never really confront those issues that need to be resolved. Depression. They'll sit there and just allow it to fester, allow it to just destroy them. And they'll almost act like it doesn't exist. So it's like very important for you to kind of to deal with those issues and learn how to cope with those issues and learn how to um, process those feelings and so that you can get to healing that you need. But if you, if you act like it doesn't exist, 
And you know how many times in black families they say, well, what goes on in this house stays in this house. Like, yeah. we talk about it. We're going to act like, you know, it never happened almost. Where you got to really deal with those issues. You can't, you know, just let it sit. Cause, and it actually travels down through your generations. Yep. So your yeah, children, it does. Grandchildren, curses. It is, if you never resolve those issues, it'll always find itself, you know, showing up again. So it's very important that you do that. And the only way to really do that is to get the help you need through counseling or therapy to kind of to get through that issue, those issues and, and really deal with that, like confront those issues. You know, it's hard, it's difficult, it's hurtful, it's painful, but you have to deal with those mm-hmm. issues. You just need somebody there that's going to help you through that process because yeah. you're not you know, strong enough to do it. Absolutely. I like, yes, that's like what you just said, you know, we're not strong enough. In in all reality, we are not strong enough to get through this life by ourselves right. in all seriousness. And of course, that's why the Holy Spirit, you know, we allowed to, we're allowed to have the Holy Spirit so that we can fill that connection with God. But, right. you know, the whole purpose of God creating Eve for Adam was so that he wasn't alone. And right. It's the same thing, you know, with us, you know, um, it, we are not meant to be by ourselves. That isolation, I, I'm, I get told this literally all the time because, you know, I suffer, I suffer with um, seasonal depression, um, seasonal affective disorder is the official name, but, um, and I, I like to isolate myself, even though I'm a bubbly person, I love people, I isolate myself, but that isolation is not good for us. And, right. Um, right. and I was just thinking this, I feel like the Holy Spirit brought this to my attention, but there may be somebody who is watching this, either you're watching this live or you're watching this after, which <laughs> is great. Um, right. And you are that type of person who gets, whenever you get depressed or whenever you you know, get upset about something or anxious, you, you get so into yourself and you don't like to express it outwardly. Mm-hmm. It is okay, you know, to not be okay, but right. definitely go and seek, you know, after somebody. And um, I see in the comments, actually, um, I think this is Tatiana. What's up? Um, she said, um, <laughs> someone seek seeking counseling, seek a therapist who doesn't know him or her personally. I would say yes, yeah. an unbiased opinion yeah. is going into counseling. So right. definitely go, you know, seek after it. If you have health insurance, which is a blessing, call up your insurance provider and be like, hey, I need a counselor. Do you have any Christian counselors, you know, Christian therapists who can help me out that's covered under my insurance? Or you can just, you know, find different resources anywhere. But take the time, you know, to take care of yourself because you are important and your mental health is important. Just like you said, with the generational curses, you know, it will be passed down. Um, And if you have children, they see your hurt. They're not oblivious to it. They see it. And so how you handle it will teach them how to handle it in the future as well. Right. So true. So true. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, because (laughs) earlier today I mentioned that we ministered a a, a word today um, entitled um, trust more and understand less, which meaning that there's so many things in life we just cannot understand. It just doesn't make any sense to us. It's it's no logic. It's, It's just not rational at all. And we're so frustrated with not understanding. And that can frustrate us to a point where it just gets overwhelming because we're trying to figure it out. Like, this is not making sense to me. I'm trying to figure this out. But when we start to learn how to really trust God, we learn to kind of alleviate ourselves from a lot of that stress and frustration because we're not trying to figure it out. We're not trying to make sense of it. 
We're not trying to uh, fix it per se. We're just mm -hmm. going to live our lives knowing that he's in control and we can trust him. So us trying to understand it is not doing us any good because this might be an issue that you may never understand. <laughs> but you knowing that I can trust God. And I said, I said this earlier today that trust is a matter of the heart. Because the Bible says, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. When you try to think it through, you go crazy trying to figure it out. <laughs> like mentally, it just makes no sense. But when you learn to just trust God and, and put your pain in, in his hands and say, you know what? I don't understand this. This doesn't make no sense to me, but I'm just going to trust you. It, it, it takes a burden off your shoulders that you don't have to carry. Absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and I was just going to add to what Arshana was saying about, you know, an individual wanting to find someone who is neutral, someone who does not know them personally, um, because oftentimes, you know, we may not be so comfortable having these kind of conversations about trauma or different things that may have taken place in our lives or different things that we struggle with. We may not be so comfortable having those with our family members or even our best friends, right. you know, because even I can admit, you know, we may have a best friend or we have a person that we tell everything to, but even that person, you don't tell everything to. Right. You know, right. and so finding that outside source um, will definitely be helpful to you. You know, someone who doesn't know you, um, you know, and who you feel like you can trust and just be open with and talk to. And, you know, just release those things that are burdening, burdening you on your right. heart and on your mind. And uh, that scripture that Pastor Ferrer just mentioned about trusting in the Lord with all thine heart and not into thine own understanding, you know. A lot of times we get deep in the dumps about our situations because we want to get closure. We want an answer. We want to understand. We want to know why. Even if it's some someone who's done something to us, who's wronged us, who's, you know, caused us hurt or heartache. We want to know why did you do that? Why right. did it happen? But then if I trust God, then I know that even what that person did or what happened to me is working together for my good because it's a part of God's plan. Right. And, you know, nothing can happen in my life that he doesn't allow to happen. Um, right. Not that he causes it to happen, um, but he allows things to happen in order to ultimately grow us and strengthen us. And, mm -hmm. you know, even cause us to have conversations like this that we can right. pour back out into people and help them. So, right. you know, sometimes you may just go through a situation just so that you can come back and speak about it and help somebody else who's going through the same thing. And so it's definitely important, you know, in all of our ways to trust in God. Um, yeah. and, and that in itself will bring you peace in your mind. Yes, right. absolutely. I'm reading, I'm reading all of these comments and a lot of these people are saying exact thing, you know, lean, uh, lean on to your own understanding, you know, lean mm -hmm. on God's understanding, not your own. And that's absolutely right. Um, um, we have so many actually in here in the comments. Kevin says we're gonna go to the Lord like a child, being full, uh, being fully transparent with Him, mm -hmm. with all of our problems. And I definitely agree. You know, just like we will go to a counselor. You know, we're talking about being transparent, but you know, God is your counselor as well. You know, you yeah. may not get that voice in your head, like that personal like mm -hmm. voice that's speaking right back to you. However, God does talk back, you know, it's just about reading his word, you know, mm. sitting, waiting, you know, and just Man. really listening to him um, and seeking after what he's actually saying. Not necessarily what you may think he's going to say, but 
what he's truly saying to you because he might be able to give you that comfort that you truly need. Um, it just might not be in the exact timing, you know, that you want. Um, but yes, we are to go to the Lord like a child being fully transparent with him. I, I really, I really love that. I also feel like sometimes we get so caught up in thinking that, you know, God, like we can't go to God with our problems, you know, like we, we, we're not supposed to request, you know, things of him. Mm -hmm. And in reality, like he does not want to see us so burdened, you know, and hurt. And, you know, that's not of him. And so we can go to him with those things, you know, with those issues and know that he is going to be right there for us, you know, to get us out of those storms, you know. Wow. Yeah, and that goes and definitely goes back to, you know, having that person that we can confide in and we can trust in, you know, even if you feel like, you know, talking to someone else, whether you know them or not, is not something that you're comfortable with doing. Mm -hmm. That's when you say, well, you know, I can go to God. I can take my burdens to him. I can tell him all about my troubles, all right. about my problems, everything that I'm thinking, everything I'm feeling. God is not going to betray your trust. God is not going to let you down. And he's always going to give you the answers that you're looking for in the direction that you're looking for. And right. so, you know, God is always our safe place. So right. when it boils down to it, you know, getting our mental health in order, you know, we can always go to God and he's right. going to do just what he promises that we, he will do, which brings me kind of into another scripture that I wanted to share with us about um, perfect peace. Mm -hmm. And Isaiah 26 and three says that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. And so that scripture in itself kind of just pushes us to know that, you know, whatever you may be dealing with or struggling with or facing, um, even, you know, it's three days into the new year, you may be facing something, you know, God just simply requests that we keep our minds on him and he's going to give us peace. He's going to give us peace. We just have to keep our eyes on God, not the things of the world, not our troubles, not what pe other people are doing and saying, but simply on God and allow him to handle the rest. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's such a level of, of 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 importance to express to God how you're feeling and what you're feeling and what you're dealing with, because there's a such thing as being tired mentally. Like you wake up tired, you go to sleep tired. You're just always um, depleted. And when you're able to get to a place where you can seek his face and really express to God, you know, this is how I'm feeling today. God knows, you know, I, I'm not in my best you know, today, I just don't feel, I feel happy. I feel angry. I feel upset. I feel sad. You know, letting God know, you know, where you are, um, that right there by itself is such a great therapy. And it helps to get you that peace that passes all understanding because you can go through mental turmoil where, you know, your mind is racing and you're thinking and thinking and thinking. You can't get any rest. But when you learn how, you know, train yourself to how to really seek him and express how you're feeling and let him you know, just basically uh, um, comfort you in those moments and, and him say to you, it's OK, you know, because sometimes people say, well, you shouldn't be angry. You shouldn't be sad or you should feel this way. Well, I can't help that. I feel like this. Yeah. <laughs> this I do. I do feel like this <laughs> and I have yeah. to do something. So I think those are very important things that we, you know, we learn, you know, in the process of seeking him is that we can express ourselves and not worry about 
anything else <laughs> for sure absolutely That's and really i agree weird. pastor Ferrer, because there is a such thing as being mentally tired mm-hmm. um you know you cannot do any. you can get out of bed one day and not physically do anything not go to work you know not have to cook dinner or you know do anything for your kids that day but if your mind is burdened if your mind is heavy you will still feel those symptoms of being exhausted yes. and being overwhelmed and mm-hmm. you know when we're exhausted and overwhelmed even in our minds that hinders us from being able to be productive in our lives from being able to you know accomplish our goals and be able to do our day-to-day activities um and so it's definitely important you know for us to take care of ourselves mentally because this is a year um and you know i don't want to go too too deep but this is just a year where i just believe that god is going to open so many doors for so many people you know in in this last year we've already seen god doing that in the midst of a pandemic um and in order for us to walk through the doors that god is going to open for us then we have to make sure that we're not mentally exhausted we're not mentally heavy we're not mentally burdened but we're releasing it to god or to a counselor or to someone as long as we're taking care of it um because everything starts in the mind everything starts in the mind that's right Yes. Well, before we finish, you know, the rest of the conversation, <laughs> we want to show you guys this amazing, you know, ad that we got. We got a whole bunch of stuff going on. The Black is <laughs> Undisputed. And so we're going to share with you some of the things that's going on. So we'll be right back. Right back right after this. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Andre. And I'm Jere. And you're watching Step Up University. Step Up University is a tool that we are using um, to really get people to know about their goals as far as careers, how to restructure them, and really how to implement technology, whether you're using an iPhone or an Android. Well, listen, guys. We're going to be on the air Monday through Fridays, every day at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Giving you the tools that you need to really reach what you're trying to, what you're going to reach in 2021. Check out Step Up Your Game with Andre and Jere. Monday through Fridays, right here on Facebook. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of stuff that's going on here on Black News Undisputed um, that our amazing producer Andre is doing. So definitely <laughs> great. check that out. Um, but yes, let's continue the conversation. <laughs> well, I think um, what what I think the key thing would, would be for most people to learn is to try to um, try to learn those new healthy habits. Uh, for your mental health, especially stepping into a new year. I start. I try to start the year off uh, with kind of a blueprint of what I should be doing to help to stay mentally strong and mentally healthy. So there were some habits that I've kind of wrote down that I wanted to kind of mention about things that we should do uh, for our mental health moving into this new year, because we're going to have a lot of things that we want to accomplish, a lot of things we want to achieve, and we want to make sure that we're strong mentally. And so number one thing I want to mention is that we definitely want to invest in ourselves. So we want to spend time uh, with ourselves uh, each day doing something that we enjoy doing. So whatever your hobby is, whatever that you enjoy doing, 
Um, you want to spend at least 15 to 30 minutes a day doing something that you enjoy doing. So that's going to really help you make an investment in yourself. Um, you, we overwhelm with responsibilities, with obligations, with things that we have to get done. So we are constantly on the grind and we don't take time for ourselves. Then eventually you, you start to break down. Um, you start to get depleted. So it's very important that you make time to invest in yourself and take some time to do something you enjoy. Number two would be write down positive things um, that about yourself. Write down positive things about yourself. So many times we're really hard on ourselves. Uh, we are our worst critic. We always saying the things that we can't do, the things that we've done wrong, the mistakes we made. But for your mental health, for your mental well-being, it's very important that you write down positive things about yourself and, and have that stuff written down. Like look at the things that you do that you do do well. Look at the things that you did do right and kind of focus on those things as much as possible because it'll be very helpful for your mental health. Also, you want to act as if you are your own best friend at times, right? You are your own um, best friend. So you want to be kind and supportive to yourself because sometimes you can't find no support anywhere. Sometimes it's hard to find somebody that will support you. So you got to really support yourself and do all that you can do to make sure that you feel good about yourself. Number four thing I wrote down was um, do something for relaxation. Do something for relaxation. So um, just like you do something that you enjoy, which is like a hobby that could, could exert some energy, you want to do some, spend some time laying back. Now, I'm not saying be lazy or not get nothing done, but that you should spend some time just relaxing and unwinding and just where you're not doing nothing at all, <laughs> just laying back. And that's going to be very helpful for your mental health. And lastly, um, you want to kind of focus on those moments where you succeeded, those win moments. Like I tell people, it's important to journal and to write down um, those times where you did succeed, like you started a project, you was able to finish it and you got it done, you know, journal that, write that down. Um, things where you won, things where you were not defeated, you didn't feel like you failed, things that you won. Uh, you want to definitely take each day to appreciate and write those things down, those times that you won. If you do those things, those are very helpful tools and habits that you can get to help you to think differently change your perspective, cause you not to be so negative, and it causes you to, to be more motivated. Because when you do these things, it keeps you feeling good about yourself, it keeps you feeling strong, and it, and it helps you to continue to accomplish more goals. That's, that's some of the stuff I kind of tell people a lot of times to help them keep your mental health on, on point. Yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely a firm believer in documentation um documenting our success um documenting our goals and this is the perfect time so i hope you guys are taking down these awesome points that pastor Ferreira has given us um because documenting these things in this year particularly will help you monitor your growth right. and, and when you see that you're growing when you see that you're um stretching when you see that you're achieving then you know these are things that will bring joy to you and right. then 
even when it comes to those things that have brought you disappointment or bad times in your life, you will begin to reflect on those things and say, but now I'm doing this. But now I'm accomplishing this. Now I'm achieving this. And then you may even start to find that weird appreciation for the bad times because they help you get to where you are today and doing the things that you are doing now. Um, I myself, just a few days ago, I made a vision board for... 2021 and this will be my third year in a row doing that i'm putting together a vision board where i'm writing the vision and making it plain that's what the bible says this is the bible says and the bible says to write the vision and make it plain and so that's what i do i write down everything that i aim to achieve and then i get a huge poster board and i wish i could show you guys but i get a huge poster board and i put all of my visions and all of the things that i want to see manifest in my life all of the things that I want to see come into fruition, I put them on that board. And then it's very fulfilling as the year goes on to be able to check those things off. Whether it's a blessing that God has given me that I wanted or rather it's something that I achieve personally with the strength of God. So, you know, it's very important that documentation and that keeping track of positive things in your life definitely help with mental health. Absolutely. Um, I'm a firm believer. Uh, with the same as all of you with the uh, <laughs> writing things down i have literally like a million journals in my room and <laughs> i have a new prayer journal almost like every month um and i really appreciate them because not only do i write like sermon notes in them but whenever i just need to talk to god and i need to write it down so that i can remember whenever i have a dream that's like a crazy dream I don't even make no sense. <laughs> like i write it down and it helps me to be able to understand especially what god is saying to me because you know sometimes god speaks to me in ways that i didn't you know think that he would um and writing it down helps me get more perspective and it helps me get more perspective on you know what i'm going through in my life like am i really overreacting should i really be feeling this way is this something i can post on facebook or if i just need to keep it in my you know journal you know stuff like that um and i had read a comment earlier let me see if i can find it um but um, it's from Lydia. She said, um, God doesn't speak to everyone as he will speak to you. And that kind of stuck with me throughout this entire time we've been having this conversation because, you know, I've been saying, you know, God will speak to you. And, you know, a lot of times we think of, you know, that booming voice like, hello, you know, God, you know from above or something or the burning bush thing or whatever. But in reality, God speaks to us in so many different ways. Like, mm -hmm. I'm an artist, and so he speaks to me through music, through art, through, you know, whatever, creative ways. But to somebody else, he may speak to somebody through numbers or, you know, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it just takes, it's just time for you to take that opportunity to really sit and read his word and write it down and really figure out what God is saying. And I think all of those things is going to help you especially when you're dealing with stuff related to mental health, when you're dealing with anxiety, you're dealing with stress, yeah. write those things down to figure out what exactly it is that you're stressed over. Or if you're even stressed, because I've learned that anxiety and excitement cause the exact same feelings in your body. <laughs> and so figuring out whether or not you're actually stressed out or if you're excited and you just never you know you just disassociating the feelings and the emotions with the two so i agree with everything y'all saying about the you know writing <laughs> it down 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Journaling is really good, man. It helps so much. And it helps you to monitor, like you said, where you kind of kind of look back at it and look at it and say, wow, when I document things, I keep a better, um, I keep a better like um a stop say on top of what it is that I'm doing. So I can even notice my progress more when I'm monitoring. Like I don't even notice that I'm making progress. Sometimes we don't even know we're making progress unless we write it down. And we're like, wow, I'm actually doing much better than I was last week. And I would have never <laughs> known that if I didn't write it down. So yeah. it's so very helpful uh, for everyone to do. And the Bible teaches us to do that for a reason. I always tell people God is the creator. So he's the master of creativity. So when we tap yeah. into him, he helps us to get our creative you know, somebody, somebody said juice is flowing, the creative juice is flowing. <laughs> and then you start to see the creativity and you begin to birth. And that alone, when you start to be creative and you start to use the creativity God has given you, that by itself is therapy all by itself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And another thing that was so therapeutic for me since we're talking about writing um, is journaling yes mm -hmm. and also you know dealing with things of the past because we are talking about mental health um going into the new year one of the things that my friend suggested that i do and it kind of coincided with the vision board going into this new year was writing down taking 12 minutes setting a timer for 12 minutes and for 12 minutes writing down everything that's you know kind of been burdening me that I've been carrying on my shoulders, things that are on my mind, things that I haven't spoken to anyone about. Um, just taking that 12 minutes to just write it down within the 12 minutes. And then when the 12 minutes are over, we take the sheet of paper and we burn it. And this is, we put it in fire. And this is um, indicative of, you know, leaving those things in the past, letting them go. First, releasing them, of course, by writing them down and then completely letting them go by burning them. Yes, that's so good. That's really good. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> that actually, it's like you're seeing it be gone. First, you see mm -hmm. it download yeah. out of you. You're seeing it going. So mentally, you're 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 yep. know that it's no longer there no more. Like you have to see yep. that. Yeah. So that's so powerful, man. That's so powerful. I know a lot of yeah. people discouragement. Um, they use those kind of routines or they use those kind of activities when they when they deal with a lot of discouragement because they're always feeling you know, like down and out. And sometimes it's even for the, the smallest things that they really shouldn't get discouraged over, but it's like everything discourages them. Yeah, so yeah. they do those type of exercises. It, it's very, very, very helpful for sure. I agree. Yeah. And then on a spiritual standpoint, you know, we are, we need to call out, you know, the things that we are suffering with, whatever spirits that we are burdened with, it is yeah. important for us to call them out, call yeah. the name, but right. cast them out as well, you know, yeah. speak the name of Jesus and let the devil flee from you. You know, the Bible yeah. talks about that, you know, yeah. <laughs> and so it's important for you to, you know, call it what it is. If you are dealing with a mental issue, I don't, I don't care what it is. It can be anxiety. It can be depression. It can be bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. I don't care what it is. It is important for you to call it out. That's why right. therapy is important. Counseling is mm -hmm. important. Right. So that you know exactly what it is that you're struggling with right. and so that you can ask God to heal you and direct you and, you know, either coping because sometimes, you know, we're not going to be healed completely. You know, um, the Apostle Paul, he uh, he was suffering with an affliction all of his life and he constantly mm -hmm. asked God for healing, you know, over it. But um, God just chose to. Uh, we don't know what the affliction was. 
We don't know. But it could have been a mental health thing. It could have been an illness. We don't know. And so True. some of us may be dealing with mental health issues for all of our lives. And it's just, it's not necessarily to burden us, but to help somebody else, be a testimony for somebody else. But it is important for us to call it what it is so that we can ask God to deal with it. We can know how to cope with it, how, whether or not we really need medication, you know, for it, or whether or not we can, we can heal from it and how to direct other people as well. So yeah, I think that it's super important for us to call it out, writing, writing it down, burning it, whatever it is that you have to do. But, um, yeah, say the name, whatever it is, whatever you're dealing with. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is a spiritual component to that because you need to take authority over that issue. Yeah. Really, like you said, when you call it out, you're you're taking authority over it and you're commanding it by the name of Jesus to be removed. So when you're, yeah. when you're, when you're doing that consistently, it's forced to leave. So you got to really acknowledge that that thing exists and that that thing, that thing is there and it's and it's messing with you and you got to call it out and command it to go um, under the name of Jesus and just take authority over that issue. And when you do that, you're exercising the power of the Holy Ghost that God has placed in you because we have a whole lot of power that we don't even use at times. So when we use that power that, that's in us and we start to see things move and see things change and see things be removed, you begin to feel more motivated, more confident in the power of God. And then when things come along, you're able to continue to cast those things out. But when you kind of hold back from really, because that's people do a lot of times, they, they're kind of like, I don't want to touch that. You know, I don't want to mess with that issue. You know, I don't want to deal with that right there and act like it though. But you got you to call that thing out, you know, command in the name of Jesus to be removed and do whatever it is that you have to do so that you can go through that healing process. And God may do it immediately on the spot. Yeah. Take you through the process. Absolutely. You know, the Bible tells us to speak to the mountain and right. the mountain shall be moved. Right. And so, you know, God, he gives us the outline. Mm -hmm. He gives us the way it's just up for us to make sure that we study our word. I want to encourage right. everyone on here right. now to make sure you study the word, because how can you implement your authority right. in your life if you don't know what the word of God says? Right. So you first have to study your word and then right. you will know the power that's within and right. you will be able to speak to the mountain, you right. know, and that mountain be removed. And right. then even just from a natural standpoint, we hear the cliche statement, you know, um, the first step to, you know, healing from a problem is admitting that you have a problem. Right. You know, it, it's first addressing that there is a problem. And I think, especially in the black community and even in the Christian community, you know, sometimes we get very offensive and, and maybe it's because people don't, I will say people don't always come to you in love, but you know, we, we get offended when people, you know, kind of tell us that we have a problem or even just recognizing that we have that mental problem. We, we think that they're calling us crazy or, you know, we kind of go to an extreme within ourselves that puts us in defense mode. And so right. then we deny that the problem even exists because right. we're so, we're operating in offense. And then right. that spirit of offense more so takes over, um, um, and then steers us away from addressing the issue and getting right. our healing or getting our breakthrough. So right. as right. all three of us are saying, you know, you first have to address it, call it out and cast it out. So those are three points. And maybe somebody can put those in the comment section, right. address it, mm -hmm. call it out and cast it out. Wow. And you know, what's so great about that is that sometimes people can't even accept correction. Um, you know, we, we, we're not always right. We have moments where we may do something wrong or we're not, we're in error. 
And I think a lot of times the re reason why people can't take correction or can't take when somebody says you're wrong about this is because it's a deeper issue. Because you did something wrong doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Mm -hmm. You're there's something wrong with you. This just yeah. means this is some place where there's there's an error that needs to be fixed, and we need to work on that area. But I think a lot of times people don't want to take rebuke or correction because they feel like you're saying there's something wrong with me or that I'm bad or you know that uh you know you're I feel insulted. No, don't feel insulted. Just feel like maybe I was wrong here and maybe I need to make a change here. And I think mental health is so important to know because then you begin to to understand that I'm not always right. Yes, I'm in error at times. Yes, there are times yeah. where I make a mistake. Yes, there are times where you know I don't make a good decision, but that's not gonna break me down, I'm going to use that as a learning so that I can do th different things different next time. So mm -hmm. that I can have a testimony to let someone else know. Like, it's always something good that can come out of it. And I think a lot of, um, you know, communities, they don't even want to hear that mm -hmm. I was wrong. <laughs> 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 I, I, did that, I did that incorrectly. They don't want to hear that. Right. The confidence level is so low. So it's like, they don't even want to hear, you know, I, I was wrong about that. And, and not yeah. be okay with it. I told, I told somebody the other day, I read this book by um, Dr. Creflo Dollar about confidence. And he talked about how, you know, in, in, at a time in his ministry where he would, every time he preached, he just felt depleted. Every time he just felt so depleted. And he said, God started dealing with him and say, you know, I need you to continue to let the word of God overflow in you. So you're filling mm -hmm. yourself with the word so much that even when you're pouring out, you still got a lot left. Even when you're pouring out, there's still a lot more in you because you're overflowing with the word. So mm -hmm. what you feel so powerful is that let's fill ourselves with the word of God, not just when we're getting ready to do a specific event or when we're about to minister. But let's constantly on a daily basis, fill ourselves with the word, constantly filling ourselves with the word. So even when we're, when we're pouring out, we never get depleted because we're still we keep filling ourselves. We keep meditating on the word. And when we do that, it's going to affect our emotional health, our mental health, our spiritual health. It's going to help us in every area of our lives. But we have to kind of um, implement that discipline that I'm going to live a consecrated life where I'm filling myself up with the word of God. So I don't even let negativity even get a chance to slip in. <laughs> I got so much <laughs> word in me that every time I feel like even when I'm being attacked, I, I hear the word say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Like I'm constantly filling myself with the word. So even when the enemy is trying to come in, I'm so filled with the word that he he don't he don't stand a chance against me. <laughs> That's Absolutely. And thank you so much, Pastor Ferrer. That that is great. Um, you guys, we have one more commercial for you here tonight. And so we're gonna take a few moments and view this next video, and we'll be right back after this. Listen, she's back. This is your girl, yours truly, Riz, reminding you that season two of What Say Ye is coming. When is it coming? Thursday, January 7th at 8 o'clock p.m. So I want you to grab your coffee or your tea, whichever you prefer, for season two, episode one of What Say Ye. Our topic is going to be safe and single. That's right, safe and single. And you don't want to miss it. This season, we're going to have some special guests. So I know that this season will definitely be a blessing. So go ahead, mark your calendar, set your alarm, set a reminder. 
season two, episode one of What Say Ye, January 7th, 8 p.m. See you then. Oh, I'm going to be oh, there. Wait till you podcast. I'm going to be there. That was everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's say ye saved and single. <laughs> saved and single. Very so make sure you guys come on Thursday at 8 p.m. Definitely. That's going to be yeah, great, sure. guys. See, yes. See you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. But back to our mental health topic for tonight and um, kind of just tagging on to what Pastor Ferreira was saying right before we went into that commercial break. Um, I'm reminded of a conversation that my aunt and I kind of have. We joke about this from time to time. And, you know, we were talking about addressing when you're wrong um, and not being offended. My aunt and I would kind of have this joke when I was younger and we would say, you know, even if I'm wrong, I'm right. But we would say, you know, say it jokingly. But right. you know, I think that we all mentality in us at times where yeah. we feel like or we struggle with it if we have not been delivered, you know, <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> that even when I'm wrong, I'm right. And so, yes, we definitely have to address when we're wrong, you know, and I was even sharing with my siblings going into the new year that. You know, every year we talk about who we're going to cut off or who we're going to release from our lives because they're no good for us or whatever they did or whatever they said that upset us. I'm cutting you off. You're not going into 2020. You're not going to 2021. Matter of fact, you're not going to 2022, you know. And so and we take pride in the cutoff, you know, at right. the end of the year, you know. But I, I believe, you know, we have to address us. And this goes back to addressing when we're wrong, when we, we have a problem because if you truly address yourself, then you shouldn't have to cut off people every year. Right. You know, you, you, number one, you know, you would stop choosing those people to be in your life, those same kind of people that you have right. to have a continuous shift going on in your life. Right. And right. then number two, you know, um, sometimes the problem is not everybody else. Sometimes right. the problem is us. And right. so, you know, and I know I may be stepping on some toes, but I don't say it. True. So if you it's true. Here, just take it up with God. It's true. Right. That's, I think that's, you a know. that's a battle, man. That's a battle that we go through. And I think we all go through that battle, but I think we got to come to grips with ourselves and say, you know what? You know, I was wrong and it's okay. You know, it's okay yeah. that I was wrong. That's fine. Like, it's nothing against, you know, me per se, but I just was wrong at that moment. I think maybe in the heat of the moment, we might be, we might say, you know what? Well, no, you, because you, you want to defend yourself. You, you yeah. know, you want to defend yourself and you don't want to feel vulnerable or feel like people could just do what they want with you. So you always want to defend it, but you want to be very careful and say, you know, am I really wrong about this or could I have done it a little differently? Because my bishop used to always say, when I get to heaven, God is not going to ask me about what the other person did. <laughs> you ask me about. He's only going. He's going to question me about me. So I got to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do. And I think that's that plays into that mental health factor because when you do that, you're actually developing. You're actually developing. You're seeing yourself mature. You're like, wow. You know what? I'm really maturing now because I'm able to deal with that and, and say, you know, it's okay. I, I had a moment. I was wrong about that, and and I'm going. Yeah. I, I talked about the grief process, and sometimes we don't always go through the grief process like we should. We just say, you know, um, I, I'm going to get through this or uh, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm OK. And maybe you're not OK. Maybe you really are still dealing with this. Or maybe you just have those moments where you just cry 
because you missed that person. And that is that's 100 percent. OK, that's fine. It's good. You don't have to feel like you. it's not OK to do that. So I think that's going to help us um, to really be, become stronger and healthier mentally when we start to come to grips with those those truths. And, and you know, be okay with being wrong. Be a, you know, go through the process. Whatever you, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be frustrated. I tell people all the time. The Bible says, "Be angry, but sin not." He didn't say you wasn't going to get angry. <laughs> you get angry, but just make sure you're not to sin. If you do sin, repent. So you want to just yeah. be like, okay. Yeah, like I like I do an anger management class. I don't want to say this last day. I, I do an anger management class, and one thing that I mentioned in one of my sessions is sometimes. Anger explosions is a result of you being passive. And because you didn't really deal with the situation when it happened, you didn't say, you know, I'm not okay with this. You let it fester, let it build up and just continue to be angry and have bitterness. And eventually you exploded and it happened in two seconds. You don't know what happened. You're like, what just happened? But it was just something that continued to fester. So I think, it's not okay to be passive either. Like you, you may have an issue. You may have to tell the person, you know what? I'm not okay with that. You know, I'm not, I don't want to just act like I'm okay. And I'm not. And then once I do that, you know, I'm releasing it and I'm able to continue to function. But if I continue to just act like it's not bothering me, or, you know, act like I'm fine. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> one day I'm going to finally explode. Don't pop off, yeah. The Bible says if you have an art with your brother, <laughs> you got that art, guys. You better go to them. But of course, you in love. I, I always use this. And it's always never, use this. Right. Yeah. It's, never, it's always about something deeper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, okay. But you know, it makes me think because like always use this as an excuse. And my Bible scholars, please do not come for me for saying this. <laughs> but I always say, you know, Jesus got upset, you know, when he went to the temple and saw all the people just like a whole marketplace in his in God's house. He was mad. Like yeah. a lot of people just think that oh, he was like, Oh, no, he was flipping tables and throwing <laughs> stuff and yelling at people. Jesus was mad, yep. you know, yes. he wasn't sinning in it, but he was upset, you know. And so just like what you said, like it, the Bible doesn't say we're not going to get angry, but it's about what we do with that, you know, feeling, what we do with that emotion, you know, don't hurt somebody on purpose, you know, Um but I always use that example because, like, a lot of times we always think of Jesus that's like, I healed the sick and I love you all. And no, Jesus was a, a G, he was a gangster, yeah. he did not, yeah. care. he cared, but <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely important to um use tact, yeah, and do things in love. Right. You know, Absolutely. using tact and doing things in love. And I say both of those words because I always try to go natural and spiritual. You know, tact is more natural, making right. sure that you consider what you're saying. But doing things in love is, you know, is with the love of Christ. Right. Um, and I know we, we kind of jumped ahead, but I did want to kind of tap into a little bit what Pastor Ferrer was saying about, you know, admitting. You know, when we're wrong, I think sometimes we struggle with the idea of admitting because we think that. You know, we feel like we're in a vulnerable place, number one. And then we think that if we if I admit that I'm wrong in the presence of someone or whoever I wronged, then I'm showing weakness right. when in all actuality, being able to admit that you're wrong, being able to apologize is not weak at all. It's a strength. Mm 
Yes, it is. And so, um, you know, it exemplifies that I'm strong enough to recognize my flaws. I'm strong enough to recognize. And not only am I strong enough to recognize, but I'm strong enough to apologize. Mm-hmm to apologize. That's something that we struggle with too. And, you know, and I, and I even think that struggling with apology has to do with mental health because, you know, in our minds, we have, if we can, if we can't apologize to people, then that means that we have a mindset that Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm never wrong and you just have to deal with who I am, how I am, what I do, what I say. And, you know, that's not the way that God calls us to live or even how we should just, you know, treat one another you know, right. in a yeah. humane way, so. Right. Absolutely. Um, if we could answer this question, I think mm-hmm. she answered, asked this question twice, Vanessa, how do mm-hmm. I deal with unexpressed anger? I think that's a really good question. Thank you for asking. Um, if you guys have any, you know, advice on how to, you know, give. Well, I would, I would definitely say with unexpressed anger, it's, it's very like dangerous because it's like, you it's bottled up. And it's like, yeah. it can, like you say, you can have an explosion or a breakdown or you can get to a place of bitterness or so many things that can happen when you're not able to express that emotion or how you're feeling. So first thing I will always tell a person is to try to identify what exactly is making you angry. Like, what is it that what's the root of that anger? You know, because sometimes it's like these surface things that we look at or these little symptoms and we say, well, that's what's making me angry. But that's not really what's making me angry. The real issue is the thing that I'm not dealing with. Hmm. You have to really get to, you know, what is the real reason why I'm angry? Now, once I get to Mm -hmm. that place, how can I resolve this place, this area or this issue that I'm dealing with that's, that's causing me to be angry? to be an angry person or to be bitter or to be upset. Like, how do I deal with that? Now, there's some issues that you really, it's not much you can do about those issues. Some things are are things that you can't do anything about, but you can kind of deal with it though and say, you know what, this is is what's making me angry. This is what's upsetting me. Now, how do I resolve it in my mind so that it won't affect me like it's affecting me? And then that's a whole nother issue where you kind of find ways. And that's where I talk about coping skills. You know, how do I cope? You know, how do I deal with this issue that mm-hmm. interests me? How do I feel? It could be it could be so many things. People in families who feel like they're the black sheep of the family. And and no matter what you do, you can't change that. <laughs> you just, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. But that's mm-hmm. just a fact. And you're angry about this. So you got to find out, how do I deal with that? You know, how mm-hmm. do I be okay with, with this? Because I can't change how somebody feels about me. I can't change how a person looks at me. But I can change how I receive it. I can change how I deal with that. So I think the main issue is to find out, you know, what the, what's the real issue that's making me angry? Am I able to resolve that issue? And if it's not something that I can resolve by, by changing it, then I have to change how I see it. So my perception is going to have to change. Once I change how I see it, then it, it doesn't make me angry anymore. Yes. And another thing is, why does it make you angry? Right. I've been figuring out why, like, why did it, why did that reaction happen? You know, um, finding that root as well can also help you. Cause if, right. if you figure out why, um, there's a lot of times it could be because like I said earlier, it's, it's something that you were taught on how to react to a situation. Mm-hmm. You saw right. your uncle, friend, cousin, whatever, react to a situation in that same way. And so 
you started that learned behavior as well. And so figuring out, you know, why does that actually make me upset? Why did that cause that reaction um, in me? And how do I, how do I change from that? How do I grow from that? I think that will also help you as well. Um, it is it, with, and I think that's with everything, you know, um, how, why do we, why do we feel this way about everything? You know, f finding your why of, a lot of business entrepreneurs, we always say that, you know, finding your why, but that's with your emotions and your mental health, finding your why, why do you, why are you doing this? What, what is causing you, you know, to move forward or progress or stay in your, you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with in your trauma. Um, I think figuring out all of those things will not only help you um, in the, your current situation and getting out of it, but also for the future, for your growth, um, for your everything that you're trying to accomplish in your life, whether or not it's your personal spiritual growth or your career or whatever it is, but figuring out those feelings and those emotions inside of yourself. This is for men and women. Filling yeah. out those feelings inside of yourself um, is important, you know, and I say that specifically because I know a lot of us women, we can talk about our emotions all the time, you know, it's, it's easy for us to cry. <laughs> no for men, it's, you know, the societal norm for men is to be that strong and hard, you know, and but it is okay to not be okay for men, you know, right. yeah. my black men specifically, it is okay to not be okay, you know, and, yeah. you know, dealing with those situations, figuring out what it is that you're upset about, you know, is, is good for your healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just speaking on those learned behaviors and how we express our emotions, I definitely think it starts at the home. You know, it starts all the way back into when we were children. Right. We were taught how to respond when you're sad, how to how to respond when you're angry, how to respond, you know, to different situations. There's things in the household that we don't discuss, right. you know, in front of other people. You know, all of these different things kind of start at home home yeah. and so then we have to as much as we say you know forget forget about the past leave the past in the past in order to be completely mentally healthy in your present and your future sometimes you have to go back in time just a little bit and, and not that you're going to repeatedly go back in time but just in the season that you're being intentional about being mentally healthy or you're being intentional about overcoming things you have to go back to the root of it and like Arshana said Said that why right. why do I respond like this why do I feel like this what makes me upset and how do I respond when I am upset um, I know my great grandmother and she's gone to be with the Lord. She, you know, really had a disagreement, you know, with people disciplining their child through whipping. And, you know, her her way of thinking was that, you know, I feel like and this is her, you know, and I know everybody has their different opinions about this. But she felt like, you know, if I hit my child when they make me upset or I feel like they do something wrong that I'm teaching them that if someone makes you upset, hit them. You know, if someone does this to you, something that you don't like, hit them. And, you know, of course, you know, it was my great grandmother. And so, you know, that was years ago and way back then where she was having that um, mindset. But, you know, it's a learned behavior is the point that I'm making. And, you know, it can be because of anything that starts in the home. But we do have to address it ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
Um, somebody, um, Angel had said, just tuned in, what about previous trauma? I know we talked about this a little bit about um, the past and stuff. Um, maybe we can just touch on it just a little bit again um, about dealing with previous trauma um, and how to, mm -hmm. you know, overcome that. <laughs> yeah, and we definitely we definitely invite you guys. I want to take the opportunity, you know, for those who are coming in a little bit late, we do definitely invite you once this video ends to go back and, you know, replay it, start it over again so that you can definitely take notes and listen in to the entire conversation that we're having. And those of you who are watching the replay, you know, later on, we definitely appreciate you guys for coming to watch us and listen to us. And we pray and hope that something that we've said tonight has been helpful. Definitely. Amen. Definitely. All right, this previous trauma thing. Now, this is the thing. I think we talked about that earlier about how kind of to deal with those issues yeah. from from early on because you see how it's affecting mm -hmm. you now. Um, things that you have dealt with in your childhood or throughout your lifetime that has affected you and has been traumatic. Um, kind of getting to the root of those issues and learning how. Um, learning the coping skills that you need to get through that because the trauma does affect you. It's, it's definitely affecting you and learning how to do that. And, uh, and I talked about it earlier. I was, I was a substance abuse counselor. So we did something we call, you know, evidence-based practices where we had certain kinds of coping skills that were used that were proven to be helpful and helping you get over certain traumatic events. And when I say get over it, I doesn't, it doesn't mean that it disappears, but right. you learn how, to deal with it and still function and it doesn't have the same effect on you that it did you know prior to learning the coping skills so you learn how to you know process through those feelings those emotions you know those mental thoughts you kind of learn how to do that better mm. absolutely yeah and you know i think just like the same thing we were just talking about um about like why you know, certain things affect us. It's the same thing with our previous trauma. Um, I, I'm gonna go personal. I'm very, I, I, I'm very transparent. So I like to talk about myself sometimes <laughs> about situations just so I can help other people. Um, but you know, I, I I've gone through a lot of stuff in my life as well. Where you know, we all have. But um, and for a while, it used to really just like sit on me. Um, I would not like let myself heal. Um, I would say like, oh, I know why I act this way. It's because I got daddy issues or it's because whatever. <laughs> like I knew what it was, like I knew. <laughs> However, I wouldn't like give it to God or I wouldn't like address like how to heal from it. It was just more of me doing the first part of figuring out what it was. Um, but so for anybody who is dealing with, you know, trauma of any sort, you know, really understanding, diving deep into yourself and figuring out, you know, number one, what it is, why it affects you, why it hurts you, and what are the steps that you need to take in order to, you know, heal from that. Counseling, we talked about that at the beginning. Counseling is definitely one of them. You know, getting having a prayer leader, uh, an intercessor is definitely a really good thing as well. We also talked about journaling, writing down in your journal, your prayer journal. That's also a good um, idea as well but whatever you know you need to do in order to take care of yourself and figure out how to heal and how to move forward um those are those are necessary because we're we're not meant to stay in one spot for the, our whole life you know we are meant to grow we are supposed to grow 
And so taking that opportunity to really dive deep into your self-care, you know, is important. Right. Um, yeah. And there's a comment that says um, from Angel, hey, it says trauma mm -hmm. will never go away. We must learn to cope. We must be mindful of being in the present moment. And that's true. You know, the yeah. past is the past. You know, Lion King always talks, you know, yes, the past can hurt, but you're either going to run from it or learn from it. Right. I, I love yeah. Lion King because that line is so true. You know, it hurts. Yes. But either you're going to stay in that keep staying in the past when you know 2020 was over like that are we gonna <laughs> keep staying in 2019 right or are we gonna move forward to 2021 you know so it's up to you right you got i think you really have to choose choose make a choice of what am i going to do with this on um, this emotion I, I i talk about this often and we mentioned anger earlier and i and i had to this whole teaching on importance of um using that emotion in a positive way and how you can literally use it as a motivator. Um, so many people that have accomplished great things, it started because they got angry about something or they just, they did, they was not satisfied with what they saw, what they were experiencing. So they, they were so angry that they was forced to change <laughs> and they forced themselves to, to be a voice or force themselves to make the proper steps to see something do, be done differently. So it started off with a feeling of anger. Like I'm, I'm upset about what I see here. What, what I see going on around me, I'm very upset about what the, what's going on around me. You know what? I'm so angry about what I see that I'm going to be the one to get up and do something about it. You know what I mean? So I'm using that emotion to do something positive, to motivate me, to accomplish. Somebody may say, you know what? You know, they said that I wasn't going to be nothing. They said that I would never accomplish this or achieve that. And because they said that, that, get, that got me so angry that it motivated me to do the opposite of what they said. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I need that emotion to do something positive. So I think with all of our emotions, there's things that we can do and we can make a choice to say, you know, what am I going to do with this feeling? You know what I mean? What can I do with this feeling? Um, maybe, maybe something good could come out of this turmoil. You know what I mean? And when you have that mindset, I think something good can come out of it. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I don't know why. The, do, do you have something to say? Oh, no. Go ahead. Okay. I don't know why the Holy Spirit has this on my heart. Um, I feel like there may be somebody on here who is either going through something or knows somebody who is going through something. And what I really want you to do is, um, if it's you, like that's fine. You don't have to put it in the comments. You don't have to, but know that we are praying for you. But if you know yes. somebody who is um, going through something, I want you to like write their name down, you know, tonight and really just pray for them, really intercede for them. Um, and don't just be like, oh, I'm praying for you. Our thoughts are with you. But like genuinely pray for them yes. um, because I, and I believe that, you know, mental illnesses is a demonic presence as well. So you never know, you know, they might need that deliverance in your prayer, that your intercession for them might be the yes. thing that they really need in order to get closer to God, to be healed, you know, to complete or to feel God's presence. So definitely write their name down and pray for them. Right. Yeah, Amen. absolutely. And speaking of just living in the present moment and praying for others in the present moment, because we have just crossed over into a new year. Um, and of course, we're so grateful for that. Amen. You know, give yourself credit. 
you know, that you made it to this present moment. Give yourself credit that whatever it is that you've contacted in life, whatever it is that you've gone through, whatever has happened to you or whatever you may have done or gotten yourself into, you know, sometimes you right. can at least give yourself credit that I made it to this moment. Right. I pushed through. I made right. it through. I'm yeah. still here to fight another day. I'm still right. here to pray another day. You know, mm -hmm. I'm still here. Um, and because you're still here, then that's just a reminder, you know, that God still has a plan for you. God still has a purpose for you. Um, right. He still thinks enough of you, you know, to still give you breath in your lungs each and every day. And right. so, you know, we're just happy to be here in this present moment. Um, and, and, you know, we don't want to hold Pastor Ferrer, but I do have a question for you. And it's something that um, Arshana kind of kind of tiptoed in that she tiptoed back <laughs> but um you know um it's a blessing to have a man on here especially a black man because you know as much as we want to deal with mental health and our emotions and different things you know as we spoke on earlier you know women we tend to find it easier to talk about our emotions to talk about the things that are bothering us or that we've experienced or been through what would you say you know to that black man you know who feels like he has to be strong for his wife for his mm -hmm. family you know um he has to you know just be a strong black man in the world that we live in today and he's struggling with dealing with those issues those things that hurt him or that he's gone through what would you say to that man I would definitely say that that feeling of, of you know, feeling like you have to do something or have to be a certain way is is, is very dangerous feeling because a lot of people that are have been have fell into a, a, a hole of despair. Uh, they, they started out with those type of feelings. I, I was a substance abuse counselor for some time now. And when I was working at a facility up here in upstate New York, I was the only male counselor at the facility. And a lot of the counsel, a lot of the the, the, the clients on my caseload, they came in with these issues because they were dealing with unrealistic expectations that people had put on them, thinking mm -hmm. that, you know, you need to be like this or feel like this, or you shouldn't um, have this emotion or you shouldn't, you know, feel like this. And it turned them to learn it to turn into drugs to deal with that. So I always tell men that I meet, you know, uh, that be very careful about, um, feeling like um, these unrealistic expectations are real and that you have to do this or need to do that. It's okay to not feel 100%. It's okay um, to be discouraged at moments. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel sad. These, these emotions are human emotions, mm -hmm. not just for females, but it's a human emotion. So knowing that it's going to be crucial for your for your growth, for your maturity, and for your survival. Because the enemy's job is to slip in and cause you to be completely destroyed. So if things come in your life that 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 become overwhelming, you're not able to deal with it because you don't you're not in touch with your feelings. Mm -hmm. You're just totally um, separated from your emotions and your feelings, and you're you 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 feel like you can't you know have those moments. But you have to have those moments because those moments is going to be helpful to your growth, your maturity, and, yeah. and your healing. Absolutely. That's why it's important for us to find our identity in Christ. Right. So that we don't start looking or hearing or listening to outside influences of who we are supposed to be. You know, right. every person is different on purpose. Right. Um, we have different purposes. And so 
I, I love that you just said that, you know, we have to find our identity in Christ so that we don't turn to other things, you know, substance abuse or whatever it is, or, you know, sex or money or whatever that you're filling your void, you know, with, or whatever you're idolizing, you know, find your identity in Christ so that you can continue to be restored even more when people come at you, you know, people are going to say whatever, people are going to say stuff about you, whether you're doing good or whether you're doing bad, whether you look cute or whether you look just, no matter what, people are going to say something. So it'd be better if you're going after you're chasing, you know, glory and chasing righteousness and goodness and having people say stuff about you, then you just chasing nothing and having people say stuff about you. Cause at least you'll find that peace. And right. um, so you said that earlier about peace and, you know, God will give you that peace and send you in that peace. And right. I don't mean peace like, Oh, I can't right. that, like just right. like, heaviness of peace and maybe that can be a topic for another time as well about what the bible says about peace so that we can really dive deep more into you know what is peace you know right. um, absolutely <laughs> yeah and, and even sure. in this moment i'm kind of reminded you know of the serenity prayer i'm sure we're all familiar with that prayer um and it it pretty much talks about you know God help me to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Right. This is not something that I kind of began to cling to this year, but last year it was one of the things that I kind of used to push me going into 2020. I was like, this year I'm not going to worry about things that I cannot change. Right. When I'm faced with a situation, when I'm faced with a thought, I'm gonna the first question that I'm gonna ask myself before I go into anxiety about it, before mm-hmm. I stress out about it, I'm gonna ask myself with this one question, can I change it? Can I do something about it? And then if I can change it and if I can do something about it, then I'll do that. But if it's something that I cannot change, something that I cannot do anything about, then I refuse to allow it to burden me mentally. I refuse to allow it to stress me out, to cause me to be anxious or depressed or any of those things. And so, you know, we just have to cling on to that serenity. God has given us access to serenity and peace. And so it's just up to us to access it. Right. And I think, you know, and that's why a lot of people deal with guilt over things that, that's not, they should feel guilty. It's not their fault. And people live with guilt about things that were not their fault until somebody helps them to see that you're feeling guilty about something that you shouldn't feel guilty about. It's nothing that was not in, in your control. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're being plagued by this your whole mm-hmm. life. And I tell you all the time that there's, there's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is feeling bad about something you did. Shame is about feeling bad about who you are. Oh my so God! Be very careful about allowing it to develop <laughs> into something where you start feeling bad about who you are, and it could be about a situation that is not your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, I, that just released somebody. That, that, I know it's, yes, it's not your fault. Yes, these are some great points and great tips. And so I hope you guys are writing these down. I know even myself, I'm going to go back and listen to this conversation Uh, because there's a lot of helpful information that's being put out here tonight. Um, So make sure you take it down. Make sure you go back and watch the replay, send it to somebody else. Facebook has this 
awesome feature where you can share a video not only on your page but you can share it to someone's inbox and right. so you know there's someone that you know that may need right. to hear this and if you ask me everybody needs to hear it you know? so you know share it share it to people in their inbox okay. share it to your page if you haven't these are some great helpful points yeah definitely Wow. This was so good. Thank you for this amazing conversation. And this helped me. I don't know about y'all. Okay. And so, um, Pastor Ferrer, is there any, anything else that you wanted to add? Any closing remarks? Uh, well, I just, I just, I just thank you guys for the opportunity to be on tonight. I love talking about mental health because that's the kind of field that I'm in. And I feel like it's so important to have these type of discussions because so many people are overwhelmed mentally and especially now with everything that we've seen in 2020 you know it's like when you think of all the uncertainty that we are seeing it can get overwhelming and i teach people all the time that's why salvation is so important is to give your life over to christ you have to know something greater than you there's something greater than your surrounding there's something greater than what you experience and that's the true and living god our heavenly father so i always encourage yes. people to give your life over to Christ, you can, he, can, he can help alleviate that anxiety, that stress, that worry, you know, not knowing what tomorrow is going to look like, not knowing, you know, how your your, your finance is going to be or your home. You don't, you don't, those type of worries start to diminish when you put your trust in him and you put your trust in God. And I want to encourage all those that maybe don't know Christ and maybe you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior. I'm a witness. I have my own testimony that he is a provider, he's a healer, he's a deliverer, and whatever you need is in him. And we know that our human ability is limited. It's only but so much we can do and only but so far that we can go. But in him, all things are possible. And that's why I try to let everyone know, you know, in this, in this mental health field. Absolutely. Arshana, what about you? Anything else on your heart? I have nothing else, but um, which is surprising because this is uh, the same as you. Like, this is my topic. I love talking about mental health, <laughs> Christian. Um, but no, I have nothing else. Um, if you guys have anything that you need prayer over, feel free to, you know, inbox us at Black News Undisputed. Um, or if you feel comfortable putting it in the comments even after this video is over, feel free to. We would love to pray for you and intercede for you throughout this week. Um, and thank you so much for joining us, um, Pastor. We really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It's a blessing. <laughs> yes, we are so happy to have you a part. This is a great conversation, and we definitely appreciate your time. Um, I definitely feel led, and I don't know if you guys um, feel it as well. Maybe we can close this out in a prayer. Yes. Um, and I'll I'll go ahead and pray if Amen. if nobody minds. Okay. Go ahead. Right. All right. Father God, we come now closing out this live session, God, concerning yes, mental health, God. First, telling you thank you, God, giving you glory, honor, and praise, oh God, just for the opportunity of prayer, oh God, and for the opportunity to fellowship with one another, oh God, to strengthen, uplift, encourage, and inspire. God, we pray right now for each and every person, God, that tuned into this live stream, God, that you will touch their hearts, God, touch their spirits, God, touch their mind. God, we pray that you will restore peace tonight 
tonight in the name of Jesus. God, we pray that you will restore strength. God, we pray that you will restore health, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, touch them now wherever they may be, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, in the name of Jesus. God, touch those that come back live and watch the replay, oh God. God, give them peace, oh God. Restore unto them joy, God. Restore unto them happiness, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. Remind us, oh God, that you are still in control, oh God, that you have the perfect purpose and the perfect plan for all things, that you have the whole world in your hand. God, we just give you glory on tonight, God, just for who you are. God, we give you glory, God, because you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. God, so every prayer request tonight, God, every burden, God, we give it over to you, God, and we leave it at your feet, God, and in all things that we do, God, we'll forever be most careful to give you all of the praise, all of the honor, and the glory, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys again. We're going to see you guys on Sunday next week at 10 o'clock. Definitely, you know, stay tuned. And of course, you know, follow Black News Undisputed for all of the amazing things that we have going on this week. We always got stuff going on. You know, we have a whole lineup every single day. So make sure that you're staying. (laughs) Join me, guys, on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. For Kingdom Minds here at Blackness Undisputed as well. But once again, thank you so much, Pastor, for joining us. And we hope you guys have a fantastic evening. You too. We'll stay in touch. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining. We'll see you next week. Take care.